Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I give our thoughts of last night's Monday Night Raw, and we also talk to challenger for the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross on Sunday at NXT TakeOver 36. Samoa Joe right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Who does the WWE write Monday Night Raw for? It's, a, it's funny. I thought you were going to say, who does WWE work for? <laughs> who um, does number two work for? Work for. <laughs> Seriously, who is this show written for? Uh, judging from last night, people with short-term memories because a lot of what we saw last night we've seen before. Honestly, to answer your question, Bully, I, do, I don't know. And Bully, today is a very, very tough show uh, for me to do because, you know, I think it's become customary on a Tuesday for me to come on and kind of rip what I saw the night before on Raw. Uh, you and I have had private conversations about this. It's, it's not what I want to do on a Tuesday morning. But, Bully, I really don't... I can't, I can't answer your question. I wish I had an answer. Is it kids? I don't... I. Maybe, but I don't know if any little kids that are watching this show like they were doing during the height of the PG era when John Cena was on type was on top. Is it for eighteen to forty nine year olds? It absolutely not. Um, I really think it's for that over forty five year old pro wrestling fan bully that has been watching wrestling for their whole life, like myself, and is just accustomed to turning on the TV on a Monday night to watch the WWE. I think that's their target audience right now. Uh, I really don't know. Last night wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a good show. It was just a show. It was, it was just there. You know, it's, it is. It, it is what it is when it is. It's kind of like, God, I, I hate saying it. It's kind of like Muzak in the elevator, or you know, when you're when you're driving with your buddy and you got you know, the music on in the background or it's, it's there, but is it touching you? Is it getting, are you emotionally invested? Are you excited? Are you in that? I can't wait mode Uh, to me. No, listen, bully. I'll say this again for those out there that are listening to us right now that are saying that LaGreca, 
You're crazy. I love the show. That's good. Good for you. I'm glad. And please, please give us a call and tell us why. But for me, it's it's just there, bully. It's turned into background noise. When I watch NXT, I'm sitting in front of my television watching NXT. I'll even go through the commercials if I have to. AEW, same thing. Rampage, yep. Any, actually, any other wrestling show, I want to stay in front of my television. I'm old school like that, brother. Raw, I can go be, I can go cook, I can do laundry, I can do whatever, and have it on in the background, and I'll still know what went on, and it won't make a difference. It's an uninspiring show, not because of the wrestlers, but because of what is handed to the wrestlers. The creative is uninspiring. And I think the WWE should have learned something last night. Who got the biggest pop of the night? Goldberg. Should that be happening? No. I mean, Goldberg's always going to get that Hall of Fame iconic pop because he is Goldberg. But nobody else's reaction came close to him last night. Not even, I mean, you honestly, and I said this to you before the show, Bully, you would have thought that that was The Rock coming out down that entrance ramp last night, the way that crowd reacted to Goldberg at the end of the night. One of the things that that, uh, caught my eye was everybody was on their feet the minute they hit Goldberg's music. They're on their feet. I'm like, man, nobody else was on their feet. I mean, yeah, maybe when Raw opened, because, you know, you're live, it's it's 9 p.m. East, it's 8 p.m. Eastern time, and everybody wants to get catch their mug on television and go home and see it on their DVR or tell their friends, hey, look, did you see me? Other than that, maybe slight moments in time during the three hours? RK bro getting back together? Okay. What, like you said, if you like the show, that's great. And you're going to get your guys like Mike in Connecticut who love everything that the WWE hands him or fans like him that are WWE lifers. Listen, there's not much Alice Cooper stuff that you don't like because you're an Alice Cooper lifer. Even some of his stuff that's the shits you still like. Before we came on the show today, we were talking about... uh uh, Motley Crue's album with John Karabi and how me and Ziggler have huge heat over uh, John Karabi's lead singer. I like the album, even though it was a complete flop for Motley Crue. When you're a diehard of something, I'm sure that there's a shitty Rush album that Ed even likes. Don't chime in yet, Ed. So I understand if a WWE diehard enjoys a show that we might not like. But I'll be damned. As a wrestling fan, I know what's entertaining, or more specifically, I know what entertains me. As a professional, I'm pretty much dead on balls accurate as far as what's entertaining and what's not and what makes good for good television. I'm sitting back and and I'm like, my God, look at the talent that you have here and look at what you hand them. You, they can't even turn chicken shit into chicken salad sometimes. 
But it's and not I, even and, that. And when, you go, like, and when you go on social media, listen, and when you go on social media, yeah, you get the people who just want to hate for the sake of hating, and then you get people that actually make valid points. I saw a video of a girl last night, a woman. I, I, I guess she's, it wasn't that Jesse girl who always makes videos during Monday Night Raw. I know she's got a, a little following behind her. It wasn't her. It was another woman who made a video, and I think somebody retweeted and tagged me and you. And she's and, she, and the little promo she cuts on video is, why? Why do I need to be subject to the same matches every single week? Why do they keep giving this to us? You tell me, Dave. I, I can't tell you. Maybe Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer can. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. And the big case in point where a lot of people were talking on social media. And Bully, if you notice, I wasn't on social media last night during Monday Night Raw. I, Neither I was I. Phone, I put my phone down. I didn't want to engage. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to get into the negativity or, or anything. I just was like, you know what? I'm putting my phone away. And I'm just watching Monday Night Raw. But a lot of people were talking about this matchup. And that was Drew McIntyre's handicap match last night with Shanky and Veer. And a lot of people are like, didn't we just see this match? Didn't we just see a handicap match with Drew McIntyre? And the answer is yes. You've seen it before. You saw it two weeks ago. So it's like, I'm... I'm seeing the same exact match with the same exact outcome as I did two weeks ago. Like, you can't come up with anything better than that? You're giving me the exact same match with the exact same outcome as you did two weeks ago? This is Monday Night Raw for crying out loud. Like you said, Bully, you have... The best talent in the world of pro wrestling on this show. This is the best that you can do leading up to a major pay-per-view like SummerSlam. Now, you just mentioned NXT, and we're going to talk a lot about NXT because Samoa Joe is joining us at the end of the show uh, to, to promote what's happening this weekend at TakeOver. But I looked at Karrion Cross, and I'm looking at, you know, and as you know, Karrion Cross was undefeated in NXT. And I'm looking at his week-to-week matches. I'm looking at Karrion Cross on NXT, a quote-unquote developmental show. Every week on NXT programming, he had a different opponent. He never faced the opponent that he was going to face at a takeover. They, they waited until the takeover for him to face a Keith Lee or a Finn Balor. He had verbal battles with those people, but he never got into the ring with those people. And then, you know, he, he faced the Oni Larkins and the Austin theories and, you know, the Damian priest at times. And then you look at Monday night raw, the premier show in the WWE, the flagship show, the guy has had, all right. He debuts on Monday night raw on July 19th and loses to Jeff Hardy. The next week, he beats Keith Lee. The week after that, he loses to Keith Lee. The week after that, he beats Jeff Hardy. And then last night, he beats Jeff Hardy. So on NXT, for months and months and months, he has a different opponent in the ring with him. So far, in what, six weeks on Monday Night Raw, he's faced the same two guys. 
same two guys, two guys bowling. Two, same two guys that I don't care about because they haven't made me care about them and do not have an ounce of heat. How are they making their baby face any bigger, better, badder, or stronger? I expect Drew to win. What good is it if you just expect the baby face to win? You need doubt. You need hope. You need peril. You need heat. These two guys have zero of it. Jinder's the one, if, if there's any heat involved, Jinder has it. And I know we're going to get the big match between uh, Jinder and... Uh, and uh, Jinder and Drew. Drew at SummerSlam. Yeah. You excited for it? No, not really. Care and about it? No, and, I, and you know what? I love Drew McIntyre. And I thought Jinder in his last run did an amazing job. Once again, this has nothing to do with Jinder and Drew. I think very highly of the both of them as performers, as wrestlers. And when you folks hear me put the boys over, that's not like a, uh, you know, I'm not backpedaling to go forward like, oh, well, you know, the wrestlers are really good. If the wrestler sucks, I'll let you know that, in my opinion, the wrestler sucks. Neither one of those guys suck. But I'll be damned. Let's hand them some better creative. What was the, what was the stip last night, Dave? If Drew loses, he can't bring his sword to the ring. Yeah, and now Shanky and Veer are banned from ringside because of the loss in the handicap match last night. Oh, my God. Spanky and Viv can't come to the ring. Oh, oh, boy. Like, come on. That's why I asked you at the top of the show, who is this show written for? Who is Monday Night for? I'm a grown-ass man. I'm watching three very large men in the ring. I could care less about them. And if I'm caring less about Drew, because he's in the, in the ring with two guys that I couldn't give a rat's ass about, that's not good. Rinse and repeat. Same stuff. You want me to care about Drew? Have the three of them kill Drew. Have them take Drew's sword and shove it up his ass so that he's bleeding internally and that we don't know if he can make it to SummerSlam. Get some heat, damn it. Where is the heat? Why do I care about the match? I don't have an answer for you, bully. That, that's the problem right now. Like, here we are on a Monday. Yes, just yesterday, bully. You and I are talking about God, you know, I can't wait for Cena and Roman at SummerSlam. What a great, what a great verbal battle between those two. You know, uh, what a great rampage. What's going to happen in Chicago at all that? What's going to happen next week in Chicago at Ramp? Like, I, I, and you know, look what happened at Triple A with you know, and uh, like all this. St- and then we watch Monday Night Raw, and it just it seeps all that energy and passion right out of you. I, I bully once again. I. I can't believe how different Monday Night Raw is to SmackDown. Like, I, how could one be so good and one be so bland? I don't even want to say bad. It's unfair to call it bad because you have such great talent in the ring. I think bland is the best word for it. How could one be so good 
and so exciting, and the other be as bland as Monday Night Raw is every single Monday night? Well, first of all, the the, the people in charge of writing Roman's angle and storyline uh, uh, is, is Heyman. So th- th- right there, you have somebody who's probably smarter than every other person in the company writing that stuff. That's what makes that different. As far as everything else is concerned, no idea. It's the same writing teams. And if it's different writing teams, maybe Raw should consider drafting some of the SmackDown creative people. I wish I had a reason to park my fat ass in front of a TV set for three hours every Monday night. Same formula, same stuff. Cookie cutter. I know what I'm getting. I know the matches. I know the format. I know what they're teasing to the end of the show. Blah, blah, blah. If you love the show, great. I'm, I'm genuinely happy for you. Because the last thing I want to see... Dave, you know how I am. I love when wrestling fans have a great time with this. I really do. Yeah, I like to see wrestling fans enjoy. And, and like I, I want them to be able to call and go, Oh, man, that was so exciting. That was great. Uh, I never saw this coming. Or that match was you know, uh, off the charts. And, and if for some reason you... Fa- Listen, the wrestling that you got last night, okay, if you loved it, great. Yeah, anytime you get AJ Styles in a ring, you're going to get something that you really enjoy. But everything else is just what it is. And you know what, Dave? Every single one of those talent on that roster know it. They can't really come out and admit it in public, but they know it. They know the truth. Nobody is smarter on the field of battle than your frontline soldiers. Because they are in the thick of it. They see it all. They hear it all. They feel it all. It's the generals in the back that sometimes don't have a good feel. Yeah, they've become generals somehow, some way. But they don't have the same feel for it that the soldiers have. That's why I think the boys have a better grasp on things these days. Case in point, what's going on in AEW? AEW is not beating the WWE in the ratings. AEW does not generate more income than the WWE is. AEW is not nearly as big of a wrestling company as the WWE is. I could go on and on. But what we do know is this. AEW is more in tune with their talent. And a lot of the talent is coming up with these fun storylines, fun scenarios, fun segments, skits, matches, yada, yada. And that's why you want to watch. I, I don't know many people. I would love to like poll 10 wrestling fans. Or, or you know what? It would be interesting, Dave, if you took 10 people who had never watched wrestling before. Sit them in front of Raw and sit them in front of Dynamite and see what they think. Yeah. I, I, I would love to hear. And, and listen, the phone line, we're going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear... From I, I'd love to hear from some fans that say, you know what? I think Raw is the best wrestling show of the week. I don't know what you guys are watching. I think it's great. I'd love to hear from those people. Bully, we talk about the dark cloud over NXT. Looking at NXT TakeOver, and it's going to be at the Capitol Wrestling Center, and a lot of damage has happened over the last few weeks. 
that maybe would not get too excited for that show. I look at that card. I am much more excited for Take. I'm much more excited for Rampage on Friday, and I'm much more excited for Takeover on Sunday than I am for SummerSlam on Saturday. And NXT has had so much shit poured on top of them in the past couple of weeks, and we're still more excited for Takeover. Yep, with and it's not even close. All right. Bully, the phone lines are open. Eight, no, seven, no, I'm going to read one tweet real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. From from front row. Okay. He said, the talent aside, whose matches are always good, to me, Raw is like fast food. I kind of enjoy it in the moment, but then never think about it again. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty clear. Bully, what do you and I do after a SmackDown or after any other show? We talk. We sit there and we talk about, hey, Dave, wasn't this great? Wasn't that great? I want to start with this. Can we talk about this first on the show? After a Monday night, and this is this is complete honesty here, guys. I can't be more honest than this. Every Tuesday morning, Bully and I are like, let's go through the show again. Let's go. Let's go through the matches again because we can't remember what took place just nine hours ago. So on a, on a Monday morning, we're like, Bully's like, Dave, I want to start with this. I, we have to get into this. We got to make time to talk about this. But seriously, I can't be more honest. Every Tuesday morning, before this show goes on the air, we have to go back and review the matches that took place the night before. Because Bully, right? We can't remember what happened. That that we summed it all up to me. Can't, I can't remember for the life of me half the time. I remember little things that stuck out. Like I remember Nikki A.S.H. just getting plowed off the apron last night and getting treated like dog food. I remember the R.K. Bro reuniting. I remember the beginning of the uh, Morrison segment. I, I, You know what I really remember from last night? Goldberg. Yeah, the Goldberg pop. I remember the Goldberg pop. I remember the Goldberg promo. I remember the Bobby Lashley promo. I remember Goldberg saying bullshit. I remember the spear. I remember the kid. I remember all of that. Why? Because they wrote something in both guys' wheelhouse, and they both delivered. You know what else I remember? Eva Marie's shitty slap on Dewdrop that she had to do it twice. If you have to smack somebody twice, that means you didn't get it right the first time. Yeah. I, you know what? Let's get back with Goldberg because I couldn't have been more wrong about Goldberg. I didn't want to see Goldberg come back. I didn't understand the importance of it. And I got to eat some crow because I no, couldn't have been no, more wrong No, I disagree. About you're, no, you're not wrong about him. You're dead on balls accurate with your assessment. But what they've done with Goldberg over the past two weeks is right well for him. And now you're reinvested. It's not Bill doing anything on his own. They're just more in tune with him. What would Goldberg say? And they're probably saying, hey, Bill, what would you say? How would you say it? There's got to be that, what is it, that symbiotic, you know, that relationship between creative yeah. and talent. Back and forth. Whatever, go to break. By the way, Roman said the same thing. Roman has been clear that he said that most of what comes up is, you know, it's a big part of what he has come up for his character on TV. And it shows. And it shows, Bully. 
This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Samoa Joe, sir, how are you this morning? I'm excellent. How about yourselves? We're, We're good, man. We're looking forward to this match on Sunday. You know, talk a little bit about this matchup between you and Karrion Cross for the championship. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, for me, it's it's a return to the ring, uh, much overdue, uh, you know, to to the fans in my mind. But uh, more than that, I mean, you know, Karrion Cross, obviously, tremendous competitor, incredibly domineering in the ring, and I look forward to uh, smashing him completely and becoming the new NXT champion. It's a good, it's good, it's going to be a good week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Joe, one of the things that we talk about on the show is ring rust and how easily ring rust can set in no matter how great any performer is in, you know, in that ring. And me knowing you for so long, I think we are one of the best performers, best wrestlers, best athletes I've ever seen. I enjoy seeing your stuff. Nonetheless, rust sets in on even the best of us. You, this will be probably your first match in close to two years. How are you preparing for it? And are you worried about your you know, about your wind in the ring? I think, I think ring rush is always a, a big, uh, kind of a big issue. Uh, I will say this, I mean, even kind of going back to edge and his return, uh, you know, the, the PC and the facility down here, you know, kind of a big part of, you know, kind of help shaking off that process and maybe even, uh, you know, trying to alleviate it as much as possible. So, I mean, it's been nice. I've, I've had that kind of at my disposal. And in addition to that, just kind of at home, you know, training like crazy and, uh, you know, enthusiastically, because, you know, for me, like you said, it's almost been, uh, you know, it's close to two years now. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a long time to be champion at the bit, you know, so uh, looking forward to it. How did that first bump feel? If, you, if you've if you taken one yet, which I'm assuming you have, everybody oh, describes yeah. it. When, when you take that time away, you take that first one, your body almost feels like it's going to explode. What was it like for you? Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, the, 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 you know, the first bump's always rough, obviously, you know, but I think the one thing that was very telling that, that actually made me crack when I got home, I get home, you know, uh, taking a shower, kind of walk out and, you know, there's a big bruised stripe across my back and I, you know, just, uh, you know, you didn't realize that your body had toughened up to a point so that it could run the ropes without that happening. And, and it's like, you know, that was a lot of first time wrestling suits. Always see it that was coming the next day and they got a big, like, you know, straight you know, rope rope line right across her back. It's a big, big bruise. And uh, I looked at my back and was like, I ain't seen that in like 20 years, man. It's, it's been that long since the back of the rope. So, yeah, it's, wow. it's definitely uh, – there's definitely a process of reconditioning the body, getting it used to being back in the ring in, in, in that, you know, like kind of very volatile environment. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Uh, I thought you did an amazing job on commentary. Definitely one of the highlights of of, of Raw every, every Monday night with you on the microphone. Uh, when you were doing commentary, did you say to yourself, hey, I love this gig. I'm doing it. I'm kind of done with the, the side of wrestling. Or did you know at some point you were always going to come back? Um, you know, I think it was always in the back of my head. But at that time, you know, I'm, I try to stay very focused on what I'm doing at that time. And, you know, at that time, it was commentary. And uh, also, like, I wasn't really trying to put, um, like, a really crazy, impossible timetable on my recovery. You know, I, I wanted to take as much time as possible, do it the right way, and, uh, you know, come back as healthy as possible. So um, it, it, it was in the back of my head, but it wasn't, like, a focus. It wasn't something at the time because I didn't want to drive myself crazy. You know, I knew, you know, that, that's the one thing that I think we as performers do uh, better than anybody else is drive ourselves crazy. So. Uh, you know, you kind of had to tamp down those feelings a little bit and just uh, focus on what you had in front of you. And that was commentary. At the time. Joe, obviously huge match coming up this Sunday at TakeOver uh, against Karrion uh, Cross for the NXT Championship. But to get to that point, we had to have gotten to the first domino to fall, which is you no longer being on commentary and then get back, getting back into NXT. Can you take us through that process and your emotions during that time? Um, I think, le- like... Initially, uh, you know, we did we did uh, WrestleMania, and then uh, you know, I was off commentary. They were doing some switching up as far as what they wanted to do at the desk, which is you know, very very kind of par for the course. You know, they're always in there shuffling and doing new things. And then you know, shortly thereafter, I'd received my release, and then shortly there, probably after that, uh, you know, Hunter called me, and we had worked out my new deal to return to the company uh, in a much more expanded capacity than just a performer, which is 
something that um, myself and Hunter had kind of been talking about loosely for a few years, a little bit more seriously this past year. So, um, yeah, it, it was it, it was kind of a wild process. But, I mean, my entire tenure in the WWE has been anything but normal and or uh, uh, average. You know, <laughs> going back to my original contract situation when I first got to the company to now, uh, n- nothing has gone, uh, I guess, uh, according to kind of the, the preset plan that, you know, the, the, the road that most people travel. So uh, it's always kind of been that way with me in my career. So it's uh, not a big issue that, it, you know, uh, these surprising circumstances find me here now. What do you think you bring to the table that's different in your second stint in NXT than you did your first? I think really just uh, an aptitude for understanding some of the real core principles that you that you find in an athlete that make them a superstar. You know, obviously we always talk about the intangibles and I think that's, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, we can go out there, we can find these great athletes, but you know, to find these great athletes with those certain intangibles, with those, you know, just those, just that natural acumen, you know, people are drawn to them. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've always had a, a really great ability to identify that. And honestly, you know, if, if, if you're one of the top wrestlers in the world, then trust me, I know about you. You know, like I, 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 I keep my eyes on the industry. I keep my, my, my fingers in a lot of different pots and, you know, I communicate with a lot of the guys uh, across the industry bubble, as you well know, like, you know, I'm not a guy who, uh, you know, shells up and doesn't talk to people. You know, I, I have a lot of great relationships with a lot of people across the industry, which I'm very fortunate for. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, you know, really it, partially it's kind of a mission to kind of find the great next superstar, but also, you know, to, to, to give a shot and get eyes in those places where there is a tremendous amount of talent. And hopefully, maybe it doesn't get enough spotlight. Maybe we can bring a little bit of spotlight to it. You know, Bully just talked about your first stint with NXT, but there was a lot of changes between then and now. You know, with NXT back in 2015, 2016. Then you come back and it's, you know, it's on two hours on USA. Like, a definitely different spotlight on NXT than ever before. And I think that evolution is going to continue. Um, NXT has always kind of been the impetus for kind of experiment and change and, and doing things differently in WWE. And I think a lot of, of that change and a lot of that has kind of, uh, you know, reverberated down to the SmackDown on the Raw brands. And I don't think it's going to be anything different in the future. Um, it's always going to be in a state of chaotic flux. It's always going to be in a state of change just by the nature of what it is. You know, we're, we're finding new and brand new talent, introducing these people to the world and able to, in, in order to do that, you have to keep mixing up the pot and, uh, you know, it makes a lot of fans a little bit uneasy at times. I'm well aware of that, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's 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 exciting to get on the ground floor and see somebody become a star in front of your eyes, and that's happened so many times in NXT. Uh, I've been witness to it, and it's just kind of a wonderful thing. And I think it's just the the major appeal to a lot of the WWE universe is that they get to be here and see, you know, uh, somebody like Finn Balor happen, something like Bailey happen, you know, uh, something like Sasha Banks or Charlotte happen. Um, you know, they're, they're so popular with the universe now because, you know, they grew up with them here starting at NXT. Joe, how do you feel Karrion Cross has handled the past four or five weeks up on Monday Night Raw? Uh, admirably. You know, I've, as you know, it's a real high-pressure spot, especially when, um, you're, you know, you're, you're making the transfer over. Uh, you know, you know you have responsibilities here in NXT. And, and I can speak from first-hand experience. You know, when you're, when you're pulling that double-duty line, when you're doing NXT, when you're doing Raw, I mean, it, you know, the, you're never around, you know, you're never home. You're never, you don't have a day off. You know, you're, 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 you're supporting two different shows in two different formats. And, uh, you know, under those circumstances, under those pressures, you know, you just got to go out there and, and just power through and do what you do your best. And I, I think he's doing great. 
Yeah, talk about what we're going to see on Sunday. I mean, obviously a little bit different. SummerSlam being on Saturday and TakeOver being on Sunday. It's usually, you know, the reverse. But, you know, you being the final show. Well, you know, they wanted to end the weekend on the right. You know, on yeah, the high that's level. what I'm you saying. Know, they, well, they, they saved the best for last. I don't know why you're surprised. I'm not. I mean, color me unshocked, you know. <laughs> I mean, I know what day Bubble would want to be performing, and it's on the Sunday, okay? I'm just, I'm just that out there. I mean, I mean, don't think, y'all think this is a coincidence. No, this was a planned, pre-proposition situation. I mean, they knew that how they wanted to send the people home on a happy summer note. This know? is called the art of politicking, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Joe, but, but you said about experimenting and change when it comes to NXT. Bully comes on the air each and every week here on Busted Open and says, the best wrestling show of all is NXT on Tuesday night. So when you hear about experimenting and change, but then at the end of the day, somebody like Bully, who's a Hall of Famer, saying it's the best pure pro wrestling show, how does that make you and the rest of the brand feel? Uh, it makes everybody feel fantastic. I mean, you know, it's 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 a it's a favorite opinion, and for a reason. I mean, you know, it, you know, Bully's been around. He understands uh, what goes into uh, making a wrestling show and the many un- unseen, unheard things that that, you know, go into putting together a great show and having guys perform uh, consistently uh, at that level week after week and just how much goes into that. So, um, you know, it's a big compliment because it's not one that's probably levied, you know, with ease, especially from him. I've known him for, you know, quite a long time now, and I still have only gotten about two compliments out of him, one of them is an accident. So that's... <laughs> I put you over about five minutes ago. I'll have you know, kind sir. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my face, though, Bubba. Never in my face. <laughs> Joe, one last question from me. Do you have to win this Sunday? Yes, absolutely. I mean, for anything, just for, for the reestablishment of, of me. And that I'm back and I'm here and that, I mean, this is, yeah, I do. I do. I must. And uh, and we're looking forward to, to, to that happening. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to the matchup. I'm looking forward to being in the ring again and uh, just, uh, you know, being in front of the universe again. It'll be a lot of fun. Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship, NXT TakeOver 36. You can see that on Peacock on Sunday. And Samoa Joe, thank you so much for the time today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, Jens. Appreciate y'all. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Right. Love you. See you, Pop. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.